Amen. Praise God. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. He's a great God. Amen. I wanted to mention we do have a first-time visitor here. Uh, Gabby came in, and she said her name was Gabby, and I said, well, do you talk a lot? And she said, yes. There's a lot of other people that talk a lot, but they're not called Gabby. <laughs> How would you know? So, Gabby, just raise your hand, and we'll give you a hand clap of praise. Thank you, Lord, for bringing Gabby to us. Praise the Lord. So right now we're going to have a scriptural reading by Ricardo Salgado, <laughs> also known as Richard Salgado. So come and give us our scripture reading today. Good morning, everybody. This reading will be Exodus 33, 13 through 14, and it'll also be Exodus 33, 17 through 18. Moses said to the Lord, Now therefore I pray, if I have found grace in your sight, show me your way, that I may know you, that I may find grace in your sight, and consider this nation is your people. And he said, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. So the Lord said to Moses, I will do all this thing that you have spoken, for you have found grace in my sight, and I know you by name. And then Moses said, I beseech thee, show me your glory. Amen. Amen. That was like the voice of the Lord, wasn't it? <laughs> It's like, okay, all right, the Lord is here, amen. <laughs> Praise God, amen. He, we, we need him to do some voiceovers, you know. <laughs> Thus saith the Lord, you know. All right, praise the Lord, amen. Thank you, Richard, that's beautiful, beautiful. Well, today we're going to conclude our series on Show Me Your Glory, part three. And that was a bold request that Moses had, didn't he? Say, show me your glory. Show me, you know, who you are. I, I want to know you. I want to know you in person. Praise the Lord. And you can also, boys and girls, ask for the glory of God. Sometimes children's church comes out of me, okay? <laughs> you too, boys and girls. Now, there was a prerequisite for Moses asking that. Let me pray before I get too excited. Father, thank you for bringing us together. I ask you to guide my mouth and my heart to speak your words. I ask for your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. So the first thing is, be a friend of God. Are you a friend of God? Uh, what does it mean to be a friend? That means you walk closely with him. You can talk to him. You, you uh, do those things that he's asked you to do. To, to. Amen? Amen? Isn't that what Jesus said? If you love me, if you're my friend, you'll do what I ask you to do. Praise God. You know, when I give counseling to married folk, I go, it's very easy. Just do everything the other person wants. And... And you'll be happy, you know. Why fight, you know? My wife asked me to do something. I don't care if I'm tired. Get up and go do it. Because <laughs> otherwise you're going to hear it for a half hour. Praise God. The <laughs> well, that was our former self, right? Yeah. We've, we, you know, after 38 years, we've kind of learned, you know, how to, how to do things with each other. But uh, People say, well, I just... 
you know, want to do what I want to do. The Lord knows my heart. Well, that's the problem. He does really know your heart. Amen. He knows the thoughts and intents of your heart. So we need to follow him and, and serve him. Second thing is know his ways. What are his ways? Do you walk in forgiveness? Do you walk in love? Do you help your neighbor? Do you help the widow? Do you help the poor? Do you do those things that are pleasing in his sight? Do the things that he wants us to do. Sometimes we don't feel like doing it. Sometimes we're tired. Sometimes we don't want to do it. But God said, I want you to do what I've called you to do. Praise the Lord. Third thing is seek his presence. Do you seek his presence? Do you, in other words, seek means you have to go after, you have to find it, you have to, you know, labor to enter into his rest. King David told Solomon, if you seek the Lord, he will be found of you. In other words, we do the first step, we seek him, and then he comes and manifests himself to us. Oh, this is good preaching, isn't it? Amen. Amen. And the, the last thing is, ask for his glory. Moses said, I beseech thee, I beg you, I come before you. And it's not just a casual, I wish I could see your face. You know, it'd be nice if I could see you. No, it's a, it's a genuine pursuit. The definition of beseech is a craving for a considerable consideration based on the facts pointed to and the requests made on the basis of the facts that were shown. What are the facts? The facts is, Moses said, since I've been a friend to you, I've talked to you face to face, and since you said I follow uh, your ways, and since you said that uh, I found grace in your sight, and, and you promised your presence, I want to see your glory. Yeah. Hallelujah. And I've been saying that for the last month, and I've been seeing the Lord come in, and his glory fill my heart and all around me, and as I pray for people, I see him do the work. No more is it me trying to do it. No more is it me trying to get my anointing up. I say, Lord, I'm stepping aside and let your glory do the work. Praise God. Amen. Now, Moses wanted to see the Lord. He wanted to see him face to face. Before they were talking, he heard the voice. He felt the presence, but he said, I want to see you. And the way I could relate to it, uh, I was raised Catholic. Hallelujah. I learned a lot being Catholic. Uh, and one of the things that they did as a ritual, they had confessionals. You remember confessionals? How many of you were raised Catholic in there? Let me see, we got a lot of hands. You remember, you used to go into a soundproof booth, <laughs> and the priest was next to you, and, and, and you couldn't see him. All you saw was a light and a voice, kind of like Richard's voice, you know. <laughs> and we would say what? Bless me, Father, I have sinned. My last confession was a month ago. And I usually had some minor sins that I would confess. You know, I disobeyed my parents. You know, I might have lied, maybe cheated once on a test. And, and <laughs> Yeah, I didn't rob a bank, right? I didn't, you know, do any of those crazy things. And so usually I got a couple of Hail Marys, a couple of Our Fathers, and I was out. One time, though, one of the priests gave me a, a rosary. He said, you've got to do a rosary. I said, oh, my Lord. What, what's wrong with you? I didn't, that wasn't that, nobody gives me a rosary. And sometimes, have you ever been in there where you're waiting for, you're in line and you're waiting and the, the, guy, the guy's in there with the priest and it's taking like forever. They're in there like for a half an hour and you're wondering like, what did he do, man? Did he kill somebody? Or what? What? And then you'd always want to see what did the priest look like? Because you know you wanted to get an easy priest. You didn't want to be in there all day. You just want to get in, get out, right? <laughs> 
So you wanted to see this person. And that's what Moses said. I want to see you. I've been talking to you like a friend talks to someone face to face. But now I want to see you personally. And other people have asked to see the Lord in the Bible. Isaiah said in a vision, I saw the Lord sitting on the throne and his train filled the temple. Right? Jacob said when he was wrestling with an angel, he said, now I've seen God face to face and I've been preserved. And Moses and Aaron, with the 70 elders, they had, they had dinner with the Lord. He came down and they had dinner. That's in Exodus 24, verses 9 through 11. The apostle John in Revelation 4 said, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day, and I saw a throne in heaven, and the Holy One was sitting on the throne. We can have that experience with God. And I've seen people or heard from people that said that they've been to heaven or they've had God come and visited them, you know, the Lord or the Jesus. And so we can have these experiences ourselves. God wants to be with us. He wants to be a friend to us. He wants to show himself strong. Praise God. So last week, we talked about the six ways to enter into his glory. We looked at three last week. We're going to take care of three this week. So the first one is experiencing God. One of the ways you know God exists is to meet him personally. When he comes and he touches you, you know that that's God. You don't have to wonder. He just comes and expresses himself to us. You know, a lot of people argue, well, is there a God? Well, of course, there is a God. You probably haven't met him yet, but he is there. And that's why I like that, that song, he touched me and suddenly I know he touched me. When he touches you, you don't have to prove to anybody that there's a God. I know he's a God. He's in, on the inside of me. And you know that song? I can feel him in my hands, I can feel him in my feet, I feel him in my heart, I feel him in my soul, I feel him all over me. You feel the Lord, you know the Lord's there. Well, you don't have to go through apologetics and say, well, you know, look at the creation, look at this, look at that. No, let me pray with you <laughs> and let the Lord touch you, praise God. Second thing is you got to know God. This is eternal life that you may know him, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom he has sent. So you get the knowledge of God through being, uh, reading his word, coming to church, fellowshipping with the saints, hearing what other people know about God. I remember I was telling someone the other day that uh, when I was uh, at the other church, the address that you gave, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I, I was really well-versed in believing God for finances because I had to believe God for finances uh, in our household. My wife wasn't working, and we had a son, and we had to believe God. And so when, after a while, they said, now, why don't, we're going to move you into pastoral care, and you need to go and pray for the people that are in the hospital. No problem. I said, I, I prayed for the finances. I'll just switch it over, and I'll pray for the people. But I didn't have the same anointing to pray for the people. It was different scriptures. There was different knowledge and knowing how to tap into the healing virtue of God. So I had to call one of my friends. I said, brother, he had the gift of healing. I said, brother, you need to go with me because I'm going to lose my job. I'm praying for these people, and they're not getting better, and one of them even died. So, you know, I'm going to lose my job. They're going to call the church and say, oh, okay, uh, uh, we'll send Pastor Chuck out to pray for you. They, oh, no, 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 don't, don't send Pastor Chuck. You know, I don't, <laughs> don't want to die, you know. <laughs> Please, send someone else. So he went with me for six months, and every time I went, I found out when he could be with me, and I went, and I saw, and I watched him pray, and he was praying the same way I was praying. I'm going like, 
there doesn't seem to be anything, any difference here. But then, I, as I, after a few weeks, I noticed he had a little more intensity than I did. He was tapping into something that I hadn't tapped into. And he said, you get the anointing in your prayer closet and you bring it to the people when you pray for them. And so I saw him, you know, dedicate himself to the Lord, petitioning and going into his presence, getting the healing virtue. And so I said, Lord, I, if you give me that healing anointing, if anyone asks me to pray for you, I, pray for them, I will go out and I will pray for them. And then the Lord came in on me, and I also, I felt his presence. And I, so when I prayed for people, the glory of the Lord came. And, and the way I felt the glory is one time we were praying at the altar, and this lady had a tumor. And so he was praying, and I was behind him, and I felt the Holy Spirit come through the sanctuary, come through me, come through him, hit her, her eyes bugged out like this, and... She said, i just been healed. He said, go in the, the restroom and, and check it out. And she came back. Yeah, I'm totally healed. And, and I knew it was the Lord because as he was coming by, the Holy Spirit said, I want to heal my people. Every time I pray, I know I'm in agreement with him. I want to heal my people. Amen? Amen. So, so that's knowing God by knowing what other people. Then you have to walk with God. The Bible says in 1 John 5, 6, As you therefore have received Jesus Christ, so walk ye in him. It's a continual walk. You walk all throughout the day, wherever you're going, whatever you're doing. Let him walk with you. Praise the Lord. And then now, getting to the last three, and we're going to spend a little time on the first one. And this is pivotal in your seeing the Lord and seeing his glory. It's, it's a turning point. It's called the fear of God. God. People don't talk about the fear of God that much. They say, I just do, you know, whatever. God loves you and do whatever you want. He'll take you just as you are. Not. (laughs) He'll take you as you are, but he wants to change you, right? Now, there's two types of fear. You ready for this? The first type of fear is for the unsaved, those that don't know the Lord. Jesus said this in Luke 12, verses 4 through 5, He said, and I say to you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body and after that have no more that they can do to you. But I will show you whom you shall fear. Fear him who after he has killed has power to cast you into hell. Yes, I say to you, fear him. I had a pastor, same church. And when we were gathering together and he saw people partying that were unsaved, he goes, what's wrong with them? What are they so happy about? Don't they know that judgment time is coming? Amen? Let's see it. Let's see it. Let's see this. Uh, That's not a good sight, is it? I tried to get one that wasn't too, you know, in your face, but we're talking about a real hell that we have to shun, a real heaven that we have to gain. Praise the Lord. If we only knew that, we would have the fear of the Lord, and people would have the fear of the Lord. Now, I was at the park the other day playing basketball, getting my exercise, and this old man was walking with a cane. (laughs) Okay, I I wanted to set it up first, okay? (laughs) So this old man was walking with a cane. So I went up to him, and I said, uh, old man? No. <laughs> I said, 
I said, how old are you? He goes, 70 plus. I can't remember how old I am. <laughs> I said, do you know the Lord? Are you saved? And my friend who's Jewish said, ah, come on, Chuck. What are you doing? What are you doing preaching Jesus at the park? I felt like telling him, are you crazy? What's wrong with you? I'm trying to keep this guy out of hell. He's older, and he doesn't have much time left. I found out that he was a Hindu. His kids were Christian. I said, listen to your kids. Now, I was going to ask my Jewish friend, what's wrong with you? But then I read in the book of Acts, I remembered. It was the Jewish uh, elite that told the apostle Paul and, and Peter, don't preach in that name. Don't even talk about that name anymore. And they put him in jail for it. But they can't put me in jail. Amen? Because I'm the pastor of the park. Amen? <laughs> I've given my life to Jesus. It's like fire shut up in my bones. I can't help talk to people about the Lord. Excuse me, Miss Waitress. Do you know the Lord? The friends at the table said, Pastor Chuck, please, okay, we're trying to have a meal here. Are you trying to save the world? I said, yes, I am. Yes. Billy Graham, said they, he said he tried to save the world. He only saved half the world, but he, said he did the best that he could. And that's what I'm doing, trying to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every living creature. Praise the Lord. Now, that's the fear that those that are unsaved have. But the fear that those that are saved is a little different. It's a reverence, it's an honor, it's a respect, it's a, an admiration of who God is. Holy, holy is the Lord, God Almighty, amen? There's, he's a great God that loves us. So in heaven, if we can look at this in Revelation 7, verse 11, get that guy out of here. Okay, all the angels stood around the throne and the elders and the four living creatures, they fell on their faces before the throne and worshiped God. Amen? How can you not worship the God that is so great? They were saying, amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might to be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. God wants us to do this. So now why do I say that's a pivotal point and turning point? Because the next scripture says, by mercy and truth. Is that in there? No. By mercy and truth, iniquity is purged. And by the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. It's because you respect and honor the Lord. You know, he watches over everything that we're doing. In fact, he even knows the thoughts and intents of our heart. That's kind of scary, isn't it? You, you, you can't put it like a little screen over you and say, God, don't look right now. You know? Please, you know, I'm going to do some things, you know, I'll get back to you later. No, he's there with you on the computer. He's there with you when you're watching TV. Praise God. So God wants us to clean ourselves up so that he can come in. The Bible says what? Cleanliness is next to godliness. You don't want to come into a dirty house, do you? The dish is not done. The beds are not made. Blankets all over the place. I didn't look into your house. I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> what, 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 one schoolboy said, uh, uh, cleanliness is next to impossible. No, you can, be, you can have a clean house. Okay. The Bible says, the eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding 
the evil and the good. Now, when I was a young boy, I've told you this before, I had a penchant for getting in trouble. Why? I don't know. I just like to have fun. But somehow, my fun got back to my mom, and she would tell me, what did you do at school today? Nothing. And she would sit me down, and she goes, now, if you did something bad, that's bad. But if you lie about it, that's double bad. <laughs> okay, mom, this is what I did. And so she's, I said, well, how did you know that I was doing bad? She said, you see that fence out there? I can get up on that fence, brick wall, and I can look all the way to your school and find out what you're doing. And I'm seven years old, and I'm going, I don't think that's possible. But how did she know that I was doing bad? Well, you know how she knew. The other kids told their parents. Their parents called my mom before I even got in the house, before I even put my books down. She goes, what did you do at school today? Ooh, but God knows what you've done in school. God knows what you're doing. You need to, we need to walk in his goodness. Now, and in his, his glory and in the fear of the Lord, you depart from iniquity. Now, there's some blessings that accompany walking in the fear of the Lord. You ready for them? Because I don't want to just give you bad news. I want to give you some good news, right? Okay, you ever have flashcards in school, like 2 plus 2 and 4 plus 4? Some of you, I know, don't, didn't uh, you know, pass that course. Because we ask them, well, you know, it's 9 times 4. Uh, what is that? 36, okay? Everybody knows that. Okay, here's some flashcards. Some good. <laughs> I'm just trying to get your attention, okay? I, 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 wanna be, I don't want to be like that preacher that was preaching, and there was somebody sleeping on the front row. And so he told the, he told the elder, go, go and, and wake that guy up. He said, I'm not going to wake him up. You're the one that put him to sleep. You, <laughs> you wake him up. I, I, I don't want to be like that. Okay. So here's some, one, two, three, four, five, six. There's seven benefits for the fear of the Lord. Ready? God's wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. Do you know that you don't know it all? <laughs> You're not all that in the bag of chips, okay? Job thought he was all that, and God came to him and said, Job, let me ask you something. Where, was, where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Where were you when I formed the oceans and made the waves go so far and no more? Where were you? Do you know the path of lightning? And Job just goes, oh, I don't know any of that stuff, you know. <laughs> so we don't know everything either. And we need to fear the Lord, and he'll show us things. And then here's another one, God's faithful provision. Oh, fear the Lord, ye he saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. No want to them that fear him. Isn't that nice? He hath given meat unto them that fear him. He will be ever mindful of his covenant. What does mindful mean? His mind is full of giving his covenant to us, that he will not withhold any good things from us. Isn't that nice? Faithful. God is faithful to provide for us. Next one is, he fulfills our desires. He will, defeal, he will fulfill the desire of them that fear him. He will also hear their cry, and he will save them. You know, uh, I, I, I do counseling with, with men and women, and one man came to me with his wife and said, you know, she just buys a lot of stuff, you know. And I told her, God takes care of our wants, our needs, not our desires. I said, well, look, look what this says right here. <laughs> he will fulfill the desire of them that fear him. 
And I don't know if you men, if I could talk to you men privately. Uh, and Marianne, you know, this is kind of talking about our house. But, you know, I sit down in the house and I look around and I go, is this the same house I was in just yesterday? I got a new vase over here, a new picture over here, new this over here. I, I came from a household where my mom and dad bought stuff and they never changed it for 20 years. They just kept it over and over. You know, never changed. Nothing moves, right? Can you? But my wife likes to decorate and redecorate. <laughs> just when I fall in love with something, she says, okay, we're going to move that, move that out. <laughs> but I enjoy it. You know, I, I pick up the bill later, but you know, I, I enjoy it. <laughs> if I, if I, if it was me, I would be in the same house, wearing the same clothes, driving the same car for the last 20 years. But when my wife married me, she said, there's some things that got to change around here. <laughs> you see that couch? It's out, okay? <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you. Uh, you know, a good man, behind a good man is a good woman. Okay, the next thing is strong confidence and refuge. In the fear of the Lord is strong confidence, and his children shall have a peace or have a place of refuge. So if you're afraid of the future, you don't have any confidence. You need to have the fear of the Lord. You walk in his grace and his goodness, and he'll show you things to come. He'll show you what he, you need to do. He'll protect you. Amen? Next one is secrets of the Lord. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him, and he will show them his covenant. So you want to know God's secrets? He knows secrets. He knows things that are, come, are going to come to pass. He will whisper them to you. He'll speak to you. You ever had him whisper to you and show you things like this is going to happen, that's going to happen? Oh, praise the Lord. You have confidence. You're encouraged. Next is experience God's goodness. Oh, how great is thy goodness. Great, great, great is thy goodness, which thou hast laid up, stored up for those who fear him. Do you want to fear the Lord? I hope you walk out of here saying, Lord, okay, I'm going to get my life straight. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to live for you. I'm going to watch what I say. I'm going to watch what I do. I'm going to be a blessing to those that are around you. And the last thing is, when you fear the Lord, you bring pleasure to God. The Lord takes pleasure in him that fear him, in those that hope in his mercy. So do you want to please the Lord? Amen. So those are the things. And in light of such abundant promises, we should earnestly develop to seek and fear the Lord. As David said, teach me thy way, O Lord. I will walk in thy truth. Unite my heart to fear thy name. We've got to learn how to fear the Lord. It takes time, right, to follow after him. Because we've got old habits. Did you know that? I remember we used to have communion. And every, every month I'd say, okay, Lord, I, I didn't do that good this, this month, but help me the next month. And then the next month, no, I still didn't do that good. Can you help me with this again? I mean, t month after month, getting those things out of us, those evil ways, but God will help us. Praise God. So the thing is, the, we have the fear of the Lord. The second thing is have the face of God. Let God speak to us. Look him face to face, not hiding anything. Be transparent with God. You can't hide from him the things that you uh, want to hide from him. He already knows. Praise the Lord. So, you know, you ever read or on the internet where they have the interrogators, they say, well, this is what you look for to tell if a person is lying. 
if they twitch with their eyes or if they, you know, do something, you know, don't look you in the face. But my mom used to sit me down, and he know she could tell when I was lying and not lying. Amen. So it says, "The Lord is in His holy temple. The Lord throne, Lord's throne is in heaven. His eyes behold and test the sons of men." So the face of God. You have to have the face of God. You can't hide from the Lord. Now, can I say in, in, in a different way? You, you can't put makeup on and hide from the Lord, all right? You know, when you go out on a date and you put makeup on, you, you don't look like the same person. You know? <laughs> Not my wife. I think she looks beautiful no matter what. Makeup, no makeup, I, I just love her. But... <laughs> If you're dating, and you always see the girl with makeup, and you marry her, and you wake up the next morning, you go like, oh, my God, what happened? Who did I marry? Praise God. Now, you heard about the lady that asked the Lord, Lord, could you keep me alive? Can you give me long life? Because all of my family members have died early, and so I want to have long life. And the Lord said, I will. So she said, well, if I'm going to live a long life, I'm, I need to fix myself up a little bit. So she got a nose job, got a tummy tuck, got a hair transplant, other transplants that we're not going to talk about. And then after she had her last appointment, she came out of the doctor's office and went across the street, and a truck came and knocked her down, and she died. So she came up to heaven. She said, Lord, I thought you said you were going to give me long life. He said, I did, but I didn't recognize you. <laughs> you, you, you. You didn't look like the same person. Now, this is a true story that I, that I read about. There was a Japanese guy. He was real rich, and he wanted to have his heritage, you know, be long-lasting, and he wanted to have beautiful children. So he went and tried to find the most beautiful girl he could find, and he did, and he married her, and they had kids but the kids came out ugly. What happened? Can anybody guess? She had surgery. She taught, you know, put her ears back. She did a nose job, corrected everything before she met him. So when they got married, all those things popped up in the children. And he said, oh, my Lord, <laughs> you have to be transparent with the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. So the last thing, and I'll let you go. Are you encouraged? Are you encouraged today? Okay. <laughs> so no makeup, no <laughs> whatever. Okay. The last thing is you have to be, you have to have unity with God to see his glory. Be tied to him. And Jesus said it this way. I pray that all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us. Now, this is not just a lollipop prayer. This is not just like I wish we could be, to, you know, one, or I hope we can be one. God wants us to be one with him, walk with him, fellowship with him, be like him. I got a great compliment last night. We were at Cecilia's um, meeting with uh, a visiting evangelist healer, and they called us up, and he was praying over me. He said, you have Christ-like character. But praise God. <laughs> he didn't mention anything you know, else, but, he, but that, that, was, that was like dear to me because here he didn't know me, but he said, I sense in you 
a desire to live like Christ, to forego uh, getting mad at people, not letting their offenses bother me. Amen? You know, we all have uh, opportunities to get offended. People talk bad about us, do things, you know, we depend upon them, they don't do them. We can get upset, but we have to uh, have Christ-like character. If no one else loves, we have to love. Praise the Lord. So we have to do the things that the Lord is telling us to do. Jesus said, I only do those things that please the Father. I only do what he says to do. I only do what I see him do. When you're unified with God, you'll see him work in your life, and you'll see his glory. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you for bringing us together today. Thank you, Lord, that we have you as an example through your son, Jesus Christ, to walk in love, walk in forgiveness, walk in the glory of God. So I ask you, Lord, just to take hold of our hearts, that we may fear you and love you and serve you so that one day we can come before you and you'll say unto us, well done, thou good and faithful servant. So, Father, I thank you that those that are here, that you'll impart unto them the fear of the Lord and the glory of the Lord may rest upon them in the name of Jesus. Now, if anyone out there does not know the Lord, you can just by a simple prayer bring him into your life and just repeat after me. Say, Father God, I thank you for Jesus. He died on the cross, paid the price for my sins. I ask you to come into my heart, be Lord of my life, forgive me of all of my sins, and let your glory rest upon me in Jesus' name. Or if you may have gone astray in one of these categories that I was mentioning today, just repent and say, Lord, forgive me. Say, Lord, forgive me for all that I have done. I ask you to come into my heart be strong in me. Teach me how to fear you. And I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen.